What's good, Josh? Your man DJ Playboy back with another edition of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And I do no episode without my man, my dog, my partner. Keith, what it do, brethren? Yeah, Perfect Talk, assemble. I just watched Endgame. I rewatched Endgame last night, so I'm feeling pumped. I'm about to shoot some shit up on my end. How long is that movie? It's, uh, it's about three days long. <laughs> nah, it's like three and a half hours long or something like that. I'm not terrible. Yeah. That's cool, man. That, that was my project for the summer, to, to re-watch the Marvel Universe, because I wasn't watching it as time goes. I just picked out the ones that was real hot that yeah. everybody was talking about. So let me go check that out. To like Black Panther or whatever. I didn't know what, like, all the, you know, all the the, the gems that the nerds know. Like, yeah, bro, this dude, Thanos. I'm like, who? <laughs> so now I, like, now I know, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. You had an eventful summer, man. You had a, <laughs> I know what you did last summer type of summer. Like, you know what I mean? You was <laughs> blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, well, just, just a top of, on top of the Marvel stuff, you know, Kids and houses and stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was a little something, something. Yeah, that's good. That's good, man. That's good. You get to get your get your chaos in in the summer and chill in the fall, nice and comfortable. Hopefully, nah, yeah, not yet, yeah, not yeah, yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's any chilling, man. I got a roof repair person coming in in, in about uh, you know a couple hours. So he said, "Nah, it, it never ceases." Yeah, no, that's good though, man. It's it's, it's good blessings. Good blessings. Blessings yeah. on blessings on blessings, man. Summer, summer was good for me, too. You know what I mean? Um, Shorty Doo-Wop just started uh, school. So that's mm-hmm. that's awesome. You know what I mean? Transitioning into fall. You know what I mean? Football second just grade. started. Second grade. It's second grade. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so far, so good. Missed the bus the first day. But that's on Danny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Still got her to school yeah. on time, though. Still got her to school on yeah. time. <laughs> but uh, second day, we made it. You know what I mean? And everything's been working out. So far, so good. So two days closer to next summer. <laughs> you know that's what I mean? We getting that's there, dope. yeah. Um. Yeah. No, life is good, man. We in, I'm in living in a real blessed place. Um, and it's been a minute since we talked, brother. You know what I mean? Like this this whole episode is damn sure like a have you heard because it's been about like three weeks and a lot has happened since then, man. Um, mm-hmm. and I think we could just right off the top, we could just get started with a word that uh people don't really like to say, but everybody knows what it means, and it's abortion, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's real, and, and more importantly, Texas abortion, where things yeah. have <laughs> are just off the chain out there, bro. Like, so I'm a, I'm a, I guess have you heard, Keith, that uh, Texas is damn near banning abortion? <laughs> Anything after what six weeks is uh, considered a crime. Yeah, I mean, there's some like uh, legal acrobats that they did where it's like the 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 state government won't do nothing, but. Uh, I guess they they're empowering citizens. I guess it's some old stand your ground for, mm-hmm. for abortion type law, and the you know the federal government because they Democrats or whatever is opposing it and um, saying they're gonna sue or if they haven't filed a filed a lawsuit already. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I have heard now that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's nuts, man. Um, basically, not only so patients can't be sued, but if you help a patient, you could be sued. So, as an Uber driver or a Lyft driver, you can be sued for dropping somebody off at an abortion clinic, even though you don't really ask them where they're going before. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's it. That's you know what I mean. Like, uh, if if they feel like you did, you you performed a procedure, you you can be sued. Um, if you gave advice on how to get a procedure done, you can be sued. 
Um, it, it's it's kind of nuts. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Um, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm the same way I'm with the vaccine. I guess I am with abortions. Like it's pro-choice. You know what I mean? You got to do it what works for you. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it's crazy because uh, Texas. I mean, clearly it's a, a red state, a conservative state, but they got some pockets in there that are pretty liberal. Like, you know, San Antonio or Austin. So I wonder, I'm curious, I don't know anyone from any of those towns, but I wonder if there's like a liberal person who's there who has a wonderful life, copping a, a four-bedroom, four three-bathroom crib for 150000 and then uh, then sometimes they get reminded that they live in Texas. Oh, that's right, um, now abortion's illegal, or oh, you know, this guy's carrying a, a, a pistol into the into the damn gym. <laughs> yeah, like it. And- I guess, and it's it's kind of ironic because Mexico just like decriminalized abortion, um, <laughs> you know, so right on the other side of the border, you know, what I mean, yeah. it's it's just the op- opposite, which is crazy because like uh, Mexico is like a pretty Catholic uh, country, um, but it, it 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 they 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 found that view. I don't even know why Texas is trying. I mean, I guess I know. It's it's, it's you know, what I mean, like it's political, right? It's about making yeah. uh, your stand. I heard Florida's trying to do the same thing next. But it's just like, bro, like that. I mean, and then uh, what's really stopping somebody from leaving the state and going? You know what I mean? Like, but only obviously you have to have the means to do that, right? Not everybody's gonna well, be able to to do that. That's how they get people. That's how they get people in some of those states because they'll do something where they make it difficult for either the person to to get an abortion or for a clinic providing abortions to to operate. So that somebody might have to travel one. You know, two or more hours, three or more hours, just to just to get to one of these clinics, probably to get a consultation, then have to come back if if they have to come back on another day or something like that. So, yeah, to that point of the other state thing, I would think that even if you have to go to another state, that's a humongous deterrent from, uh, from abortions. Oh yeah, um, and that's on the heels of what they just had some wild like voting law, right? Changing, trying to make it difficult for minorities and, 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 and handicapped people basically to, to be able to vote. Yeah, that's pretty crazy, man. They 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 go hard. <laughs> that's Texas for you, man. Everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um in other news, bro, have you heard? Well, I know you heard this. <laughs> Pfizer uh vaccine was approved by the FDA. Um and since then this has been a whole slew of vaccine mandates that have gone down. Yeah, that, that. so the, 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 I've heard of both the the Pfizer vaccine and the mandates, and it's crazy. You no, know, the the Pfizer that's nerd stuff. You know, the, <laughs> you know, it was approved before, but you know now FDA said, "Ah, it's official now." Whatever, but the mandates thing, it, it's. That's a tough issue because to tell somebody they have to do something now, kids already require uh, require vaccines for for different things, school, namely. Mm-hmm. But now, I'm curious. I wonder what the the backlash was like to vaccines back when they first implemented vaccine mandates for school. Yeah, because yeah, no, I would imagine right. Well, before all of the pandemic stuff started, there was the anti vaxxer movement was going down, and that. Was in relation to you know you sending your kid to school, right? That was right, like a, right. having that refusal to do that. So I'd imagine since the beginning of time, beginning of skepticism, <laughs> people just was like, nah, I don't even want to, you know what I mean? Like, uh, 
I, 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 I want to do as, as I want. I want to do as I choose. If that, you know what I mean? If you yeah. have the ability to do that, and I, I mean, like, obviously, I don't, I don't feel like the vaccine's hindering me in any type of way. Um, I also didn't have a negative reaction to it. You know what I mean? I have haven't gotten sick um, from the vaccine or the virus um, that I know of. So it's it's. I don't I don't have that view on it, but I guess you know to each his own. Everybody else has their own unique uh, unique life, but yeah. um, yeah, I, I I did see the mandates coming as soon as the FDA approval happened because it's like all right, boom, now we can blame the FDA if some <laughs> some crazy shit goes <laughs> goes wrong. So bet, but um, companies that did it starting, you know, Amtrak uh, were, were they required all seventeen thousand of their employees to be fully vaccinated by November first. Um, Citigroup. Announced that you know when they return to offices, um, that they would have a vaccine mandate. CVS Health, um, they uh, and and, and if you don't, I, um, I believe if you don't get a mandate in some of these cases, sorry, if you don't get a vaccine in some of these cases, you have to uh, basically get like daily testing or like eight, like pretty much bi weekly testing, yeah. which you know, I mean, uh, depends on how much you like the testing or not, could be a big deal. Um, Facebook put a vaccine mandate out there uh google ford um just to name a few so that that's um that was big when that happened and then this week joe biden pretty much said that uh he wants to have a mandate for all federal workers and contractors um they must have the vaccine or or have regular testing and that um Sorry, no, they have the vaccine mandate for all federal workers and contractors and that large companies, I think with 100 or more employees, have to do the either mandate vaccines or have the regular testing occurring. So um, that was kind of big, too, because that's going to affect like over 100 million um, Americans, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, it's good that the, that some of these or, like limited organizations in the, in the sense that not the public uh, has these vaccine mandates. I think some very large cities have vaccine mandates for like restaurants or something like that. Yeah, but right. New York City, right? Would you have to you have to show something either proof of vaccination, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but like it, it gives people a choice because at the end of the day, like if you want to work at Ford or whoever, like you, you, you that's optional. Like you could go work somewhere else. So, but and then but also it reaches a large amount of people. So that, that's that's pretty awesome because, I mean. It reminds me of the Patriot, the Patriot Act. That's the act where like they could fuck around with with um, people from the Middle East or who are of Middle Eastern um, heritage. Okay. Like you remember that? Like after nine eleven, they're like, "Yeah, man, just tap their phones. We'd be good. It's for everyone's safety." And everybody was with it. Like, "Yeah, man, I'd rather be safe." Mm-hmm. Like whatever. Like tap their shit. People are all for it until you know. Until okay. it, it, it affects them. Mm-hmm. So. Now it's kind of necessary. Like, I don't, there's really not much other way to get over the pandemic except to wait it out. And we could be waiting a long time or to actually do something where it's like, all right, we just got to erase the virus. So let's vaccinate, let's test, let's mask up, all this stuff. And that's all the stuff people are fighting against. But it's like, if we could just do it strictly for like a limited amount of time, we could probably cut the, the, the whole spread by a certain amount where it's like, all right, now we could lighten up and handle it in a different way yeah you were you wear a mask in public uh nah i'll be honest well i don't go out in public that much but when i do well actually no now i do since the all the delta variant stuff Mm -hmm. i wear a mask now so like if i go to the supermarket um i don't wear i wear it when i'm walking around the gym 
but if I'm at a station, I, I'll take it off. Are you? Uh, I, I do too. I, I wear one in like the supermarket, and uh, yeah. mainly. Um, but I'm like, I feel like I'm the only person. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely am like, yo, am I just? I, I mean, I don't care, but it's just like I feel like it's just me and my daughter doing it. That's like, funny because uh, down here, everyone had their mask off when I first got here, so I was the only one with it on. I felt like. Mm-hmm. Then I stopped wearing it. You know, everybody wasn't wearing it. And then um, all of a sudden, when, like, all the Delta stuff started getting big, everyone's wearing their mask. And I was the only one without a mask. I'm like, yeah, I'm put this mask on. I'm looking crazy out here. Everybody looking at you when you walk in? <laughs> Look at this yeah. one. <laughs> Look at this yeah. super spreader. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> nah, and, and, and we're vaccinated, which is the craziest thing. <laughs> like, yeah. like, we actually have the, the grace not to wear it. But it's, it's I don't know, just... Why not, right? Well, it's not a big deal. Just, I've gotten used to wearing it, so you know what I mean. Throw it on, do what I got to do. Right. But but some people the same way with the with the mask and the vaccine. Like you're not gonna tell me what to do, right? Like you know, people in the NFL have lost um, jobs because of they they didn't want to get it. Like they, you know what I mean? Like that that's uh, not not players or anything, but like coaches, coaching staff, like people in the staff, like refuse to get vaccine and like all right, peace. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Cam Newton. Well, they said that wasn't because of vaccine, but you believe it? You think it, that's why? I don't think that's why, but it sure doesn't help his cause. No, nah, not at all. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that that just made, that made it easier for them to to get rid of him. They probably were just like, oh, this dude, Matt Jones cat's looking pretty good to replace Cam Newton, and then they're like, Cam Newton, you you're not getting vaccinated, and you've already missed time. Okay, that's easy. He missed a few days, right, in the week because of some because he had to like be. Uh... It's something with the protocol. Yeah, How yeah. the protocol works out. I, he, I don't think he was positive, but the way the protocol works out, like he had to quarantine or miss days to stay away from the facility, something like that. That's not. Yeah, he didn't help his case. Um, yeah. Did you see the story with uh, Cam Newton where uh, former uh, Patriot Scott Zola, he has a radio show, and he basically was saying, um, talking about how Cam Newton isn't, is distracted. This is this is back when they were kind of having the quarterback controversy between the two uh, quarterbacks that you just alluded to. And he's like, mm-hmm. I think they should turn off the rap music. <laughs> he's like, because wow. every time, every time uh, the, the music comes on, Cam's dancing in between plays. And um, he's like, Mac, Mac, you know, Mac Jones came uh, came in, came in, looks, looks like he's ready to work. Um, and I'm just, and and he ended up having to issue an apology for that, um, which I didn't think was like quite. I just thought it was a stupid comment. I didn't, I mean, and I know what he was trying to do, whether he wants to admit it's racist or not. Um, it was just a stupid comment. But why would, because what would dancing have to do, like it's a sport where people celebrate by dancing. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, why would, uh, what would dancing have to do with your your ability to focus and, 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 and I don't know. It, it, it just to me was like a stupid comment. Yeah, it's racing that Patriot way. Yeah, that's what I think. square. Yeah, but I think he was he was talking to the Boston media, and he you know what I mean like and when I say talking to the Boston media, he knew who he knew who his uh, fan base was that's yeah. gonna react to that. Oh, oh yeah, turn the rap music off. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like Tom Brady didn't come out to Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, every week or whatever. Um, and like like the rap music was what was distracting him, so to speak. And I'm just like, right, this, right. Is, this, is, this is I don't know. That's one of those stupid things, man. Um, but Keith, have you heard? Um, the pullout of Afghanistan did not go as smoothly as planned, man. And uh, since the last time we spoke, I think we were talking about how bad it was going. Um, there was a bombing in the uh, Kabul airport. Um, 
and 13 service members uh, passed away uh, from, I believe, 60 Afghanistan um, citizens died as well. Um, and that, that was kind of nuts, bro. That was a terrible way to end a 20-year war, right? Yeah, that's crazy. And a lot of people, a lot of a lot of those people who died were toddlers when, when the war started, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And, I didn't even think about that. And, and they were on their way out. And then for that to happen, it just shows how insane the, the war is. And I think the presidents are probably betting on the fact that, all right, it was a mess getting out. But once we're out, you know, let's... Once we're out, hopefully people forget about it. Like, they got... You see, right now it's, it's, it's September 2021. They got, you know, how much ever years or months to to forget about this this thing and remember that, oh, we're out of, out of Afghanistan now. Yeah. I mean, he's got to hope. I mean, that that's suicide bombing in that airport, though, you know what I'm saying? Like, isn't a great sign of things to come. You right, know what I'm right, saying? Right. Like, so. oh, it's already terrible. Yeah. Got the Taliban. The Taliban's running the country, which is crazy. The other day, the pres- the former president of Afghanistan, I don't know if he's former. He didn't have a step down, nor did anyone replace him, per se, but he, he wrote some kind of statement or something like that. I don't remember what it said, but... uh they basically is saying, "Listen, man, this is what happened. Was you know, I didn't <laughs> run like a, I didn't run like a little hole. It was my security team. And they were shook, so I had to do something for them. It was crazy. Is he still in hiding, or is he back? Uh, he's back in the country. Uh, so, some country took him in. Nah, he hell no, he ain't back in the country. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I see so, what happened in Haiti, nigga. <laughs> Fuck yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, word, man. Taliban said, "You want some old man?" And then... <laughs> nah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yo, it, it was it's terrible. Um, definitely, like it, the the service members that we lost, like you said, uh, um, you just brought up a great fact that they were toddlers. They don't even know what the hell we was out there fighting for. And I'm not gonna lie, I was in college when it happened. I don't know what the hell we was out there fighting for. Um, yeah, man. But it, 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 I guess it brings us to our next thing, man. We. We're here recording on September 11th. Would it, would it be uh like 20, almost 20 years, right? No, is yeah, it? 20 is years. It 20 years. Is it 20 years? 2001, yeah. yeah. Uh, damn. Yeah, um, and, and Keith, uh, it was funny. I was thinking this morning, I was like, ah, oh, shit. Like, and you know how you get older in your memories? I'm like, yeah, I remember. Yeah, we got out of school and and and, and we was we was rolling and da-da-da. And in my memory, I'm like, you you was with us. and I, But I was like, oh, nah, Keith wasn't with us. You know what I'm saying? Like, Keith wasn't with us when it happened because on that faithful day, you uh, you had your road test, right? Yeah, crazy day, man. It, and I always, I always reflect on just the ignorance of a kid. I have a 17-year-old niece and sometimes she, she does stuff. And I said, listen, you know, sometimes you don't think about this and I get it. Cause I was your age too, and I didn't care. Think I didn't really care enough about others. Also, not in a bad way, but just kind of like you know that your mind doesn't go there. The your mind just doesn't perspective. Think about it. Yeah, your yeah. mind doesn't go there. So when when uh, my neighbor said, "Yo, the plane flew into the to the um, twin tower, one of the twin t- towers," uh, I told my mom, "Yeah, this road test is in Brooklyn. It's not Manhattan, so that's not going to stop us, right? Like, let's go." But and then, in your, you know, to, in to your defense, though, yeah, in your defense, that's not an everyday thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people, right. mindset was like, all right, yeah, all right, we just keep it moving. Like, they bombed it in 93, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we, yep. we've been here before, you know what I'm saying? Like, and um, I was like, do we have football practice or not? You know, <laughs> can I yeah. Can I still go get the Jay-Z album? And it was like, <laughs> it, it, didn't, uh, it didn't quite work out like that. Um, and it happened to be, you know, one of the worst... Um, terrorist acts that have happened in our country, one of the, the worst attacks on America. 
Um, great, crazy how executed, like how it was executed, right? Like one plane hit the tower, then what about like less than an hour later, the other the other one hit the other tower. It was uh, then then the Pentagon got hit. You know what I mean? And yep. and it's it's crazy because all this is happening in 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 about three states, right? But you're like, oh, the country's under attack because it's right. like. The, because the three states, it was, you know, like Pennsylvania, New York, and, and Washington, D.C. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was just like, it, it, it. we didn't know what to think. And it was unfolding in front of our eyes. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it was a coordinated attack. And they didn't uh, they, they didn't know in, in real time what was going on and just how it changed. I mean, it changed the country, clearly. I mean, just the organization of the country is different. There's the Department of Homeland Security and TSA that... That won't, that's not going away. And that's been here for, for almost 20 years. Yeah. And uh, among other changes, right, that we've just gotten used to, right, taking your shoes off at the airport, uh, certain liquids you can't travel with, you know what I mean? Just like certain, you All know right. what I mean? Um, it, it's, it's, life has changed in the past 20 years, but it, 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 uh, it shows the resilience, I guess, right, that we, you know, like, we we balance back. We figured things out, and I guess the pandemic did too, right? The recession did too, right? Things that we've lived through in our lifetime has showed um, just the resilience of the American spirit, um, just the human spirit. I guess you know what I mean. Like, like yo, we we gonna figure it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? We gonna we gonna get through it. Um, the 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 September 11th one that was different because so many people have died since then. Yeah, you know what I mean. Even we the previous thing we just spoke about the the in, in Afghanistan, people were still dying. People were still trapped yeah. there. You know, are I mean? you talking about war? I thought you meant talking about like war and illness and and um, PTSD and all that type of stuff. Yeah, well, that's included that, but yeah, I was just yeah. talking about yeah, just in in war in general. War. Yeah, yeah, man, mad, yeah, mad people die, which mm-hmm. is, which is just crazy. Like, it's crazy to think about those wars because when you read it in history books, like wars just kind of seem like you go in, you might spend a few months there, and someone wins, and then you're out. But this one here is just we didn't we've been there for going on twenty years. It's probably about nineteen twenty years in Afghanistan, maybe like you know eighteen, seventeen, eighteen years in, in Iraq, and just that area in general is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, and it, it, you brought up a good fact. Um, we think of the casualties and we're like, you know, damn, so many people died, but a lot of people came home fucked up. You know what yep. I mean, and I was watching um, something on Newsy the other day, and uh, it's just you know the, the the families of 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 victims of like traumatic brain injuries and stuff like that, and you know the lady said she was like you know I I thought he was, he was gonna come home and he was gonna need my help to recover, and it was after a couple of years it just hit me one day like oh this is it there's no recovery this is this is the new norm, you know what I mean and this and I was like you know that's a a crazy thought you know what I mean that's a sad thought like other you know other survivors of you know or or, or say um people that took care caretakers or survivors just told stories about just how they've gotten so depressed the the people that they taken care of gotten so depressed that they did, they died from that you know what i mean um the war didn't kill them but you know they came home and eventually passed away because of the depression and the stuff that that the PTSD and shit like that so it it's it's a lot of lives were affected by the the events of one day you know what i mean and um it, it's something that you know we we kind of have a close tie to cuz you just mentioned as far as Brooklyn and Manhattan was in our mind, it's very close. You know what I mean? Um, it, it was, it was uh, an attack on home, pretty much. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, we were, you know, 
how, how far is Brooklyn from from Manhattan? Like five miles, five ten miles. Yeah. And we, you know, even though we were so close, like the whole country felt close to Manhattan because like just me having soon after that having met people from different parts of the country, mm-hmm. like they they pretty much knew what I knew about nine eleven. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't know any more than them because I lived in the city. Exactly. I, you know, except maybe the geography of New York City, like where it is in relation to another thing. But aside from that, like they knew what was going on. They could tell you the number numbers of people who who, who died in the towers. They could tell you how the first responders, you know, saved the day or made the ultimate sacrifice and all this stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the country came together, if if but for a short moment. Hmm. Um. Yeah, and thoughts and prayers to everybody that was in one way or another affected by nine eleven. Whether you know uh, you someone that was on the planes, someone that was in the twin towers, um, somebody that was in, in Pennsylvania, Pentagon first responders, family of first responders, people that went to war, you know, people that took care of people that that came back from war, people that lost people that were at war. Um, that that shit affected. Millions and millions and millions of people. Um, so our thoughts and prayers are with everybody out there. Yep. Um, something else that affected millions of people was Hurricane Ida, um, which was it was it was kind of weird how it unfolded, right? Because it was a tropical storm by the time it hit the northeast where we reside. But um, right, I don't think it was still a hurricane. I could be wrong. But when it was a hurricane, we seen the devastation, right? It hit Louisiana and it hit them hard. Took yep. out, uh, you know, electricity for days. I believe some people still might be without power to to, to now, if, if not just getting it back. Um, but it was kind of like it happened in Louisiana, and people just kind of stopped paying attention to it, I guess. Or I, at least I did. But I felt like mm-hmm. I wasn't the only one because as it was coming to the Northeast, you there wasn't many people uh, talking about it. Um, and it, it, hit, it hit the Northeast hard in ways that it's never been hit before. Flash flood warnings hit hit New York City for the first time. Um, I've seen video of what the subways getting which water gushing down the subways. There's a you know a viral video of a, a rat swimming. <laughs> um, just all types of shit. And and, and you know you got to think if that's happening in the subways, we lived in we we lived in New York City. You know what I'm saying? You 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 still live in in, in Jersey. Like people have basement apartments. And if that's coming into the subway like that, that's coming into people's apartments too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and people passed away. A lot of people passed away like that just because just they just didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? They just didn't. They just unexpected. It happened too fast. Yeah, that, that shit is crazy, man. Because uh, to your point of getting that flash flood warning, you don't fully realize what it means. So, you know, when you get the alert on your phone of something in the area, whether it's an amber alert or whatever. So... Mm-hmm. In, at least in Jersey, we get flash flood warnings. At least you know in the fat past few years, I've lived here probably like every other month. Does yeah, I was gonna say up here, I get flash flood warnings a lot too up here. But yeah, it, 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 I mean, but also no, it's not anything like what we've seen. Also, yeah, that was some next shit. <laughs> it, it, but it, it's it, when you get it though, it's a legitimate warning. Like you, if yeah. you're driving from one town to the next, you might go down a hill and hit a low spot, and it might be really messed up. Like yeah, you're right, and it yeah. happens really fast. But for most of them, you know, this if you're driving 10 miles, it might be like a quarter mile stretch where it's like, all right, well, this is the messed up part out of all that that distance you've been driving. But this one was 
was different. So when I got the, the alert, not that I had anywhere to go, but I'm like, come on now. You're telling me I really can't go out into the street? But people died trying to go out into the street. And it makes me wonder, like, what did they think? Because they may have gotten a warning, too. If I were to get, you know, some of them were pretty young in their 30s and 40s. So mm-hmm. you'd have to guess that they, they used their device. And maybe they got the warning. They're like, you know, I got to make it home, though. I'm coming from work. I'm coming from a friend's house, whatever it is. No, let me just make this move. I only got to travel a few miles. But then they got flooded out, flooded into their car and locked in and drowned. Like crazy shit like that. Yeah. Or in the city, to your point, like maybe they, they maybe they did obey the flash flood warning. And they say, all right, I'm going to stay put. But they're in a basement apartment. And the water comes rushing in. And who's that, that's like the like a ridiculous cinematic level event that you could have never imagined happening to you and you know unfortunately the the worst happens mm-hmm. 52 people died across New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, uh Maryland, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. Um it like kind of it paralyzed New York City, which is crazy, right? Cuz we Sandy hit New York City kind of hard, right? <laughs> but it's just mm-hmm. like it kind of we forget with time, right? Yeah, like we forget. You know what I mean? Because it, it, but it's yeah, it's it's shit is real, bro. Um, I, I think I think because Ida came, I think it passed through the south and then mm-hmm. came came up to the northeast, and then it was, I believe it was like you were right that it was classified as like a tropical storm. I think Sandy people knew the the magnitude of Sandy and they respected it more. Yeah, because it hit landfall like. as a hurricane. It hit by the time it was still a hurricane when it hit. If I'm if I remember correctly. Something like that, yeah. When it hit I doubt it. I doubt it, Sandy. Though, okay. I doubt it, Sandy. I was like, yeah, we'd be alright. I got because I remember I was starting a job. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I was like, yeah, we'd be alright by Monday. And then I remember I went to that uh, start my job on Monday, and they um they were like, uh, uh they might have called me when I was on my way there. Like, yeah, don't come. Uh, is everything's flooded down here? You're not gonna be able to make it down. I was like, alright, shit, I guess. <laughs> and damn, yeah, Sandy, really than I thought. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I've been, I guess, blessed enough to live on high high land a lot probably most of my adult life like i've always lived on top of a hill or up a hill and when these huge storms came i never really experienced flooding and then i I lived in a city for a while so i'm not going to experience really large trees falling over or something like that and so i never got the worst of it it's always when after after everything is said and done and i go outside or just go around town then i'll see like all the 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 mayhem and all the damage devastation and shit like that. so mm-hmm. yep so the other day that happened like right now i live on top of a hill and i uh i went out the next day nothing happened like, by me like maybe a, a couple like branches and stuff but like no tree limbs like just branches okay and i drove around and all the roads is blocked off like a 10 minute drive took me like 45 minutes because just all the roads blocked off everywhere is flooded damage traffic lights knocked out homes the fire department doing their job it's bananas yeah like nothing you ever seen right no nothing i ever seen probably except uh superstorm sandy or hurricane sandy yeah keith have you heard michael k williams uh of the wire fame boardwalk empire fame and many other things has passed away yeah this is a rough episode uh yeah he uh that's crazy, man. And I mean, they say they say heroin was was like around his body, and 
you know, if that's indeed what it was, man, you know, he's he's spoken publicly about his struggle, like mm-hmm. quite candidly and quite vividly. Yeah, on the Breakfast Club uh, so too, yeah, interview I heard. Yeah, he definitely he opened up about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that, that that's real sad, man. Because like we were getting to know him, the the actor, and and why he brings so much, why and how he brought so much passion to his work. Getting to know him as a person, because you saw Omar, you saw the scar in the face. Well, yeah, that's a real scar, man. This dude, this dude is Omar for real in real life. But nah, that dude is fascinating. It is cool to to kind of get to know him from you know from afar, of course. But mm-hmm. the fact he was a dancer, then these videos pop up of him like just vibing and, and freestyle dancing in the in the street in Brooklyn. He just be walking the street like that. So he's in the Madonna uh, yeah, video, I believe. Sad. Or, it, yeah, something, from, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he, no, he choreographed some popular song. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, if you look at Tamron Hall, had a um, no, no, Queen Latifah uh, interviewed him, and he was just talking about his his uh, past as a as a dancer, and what he really wanted to do was be a dancer, but I, I guess he settled for being a star actor. Yeah, he uh, no, yeah, some of the stuff he was talking about, like when he was lived in Vanderveer Projects when The Wire was taping season one and season two, um, and then he got evicted. Matter of fact. Um, just he's, yeah, like you said, uh, he talked about how he liked to be in the clubs and dancing. Um, so he he he's a yeah, very interesting guy. Rest in peace. Um, it, it sucks, man, because you know, like he had so much ahead of him. Like you could have seen him winning Oscars and just killing other part other roles and parts. Um, and just what the the complexity that he brought to Omar alone. Um, in addition to a whole other slew of characters that he played was was it was it was deep. Um, but it just put me in a, like a deeper level because it's like we'll sit here. I guess, and and by we, I, I and I'll say the hip, I'll, I'll point out the hip hop industry, right? Like, you listen to the radio, and everybody's like, you know, rest in peace, Michael K. Williams. But then we're like listening to like this song, this this Wakisha song, which, no offense to Money Back Yo, is one of my favorite songs in the song of the summer. It's, it, it's a dope song, but the song's about his addiction to codeine, and he, you know, he he he, I guess he, he you know he makes it um compares it to a relationship with a woman. And, you know, like an on and off toxic relationship with a woman. And it's, it's a really dope song, you know what I'm saying? And I listen to it a lot. And it plays on the radio a lot. Um, but it's like, yo, we lost DMX. We lost Michael K. Williams, you know what I mean, to to, to drug use. It's like we, we can't with one hand be like, yo, we got to do better. And we got to get help for the people. And then on the other hand, be promoting this stuff, you know what I mean? And I, and I go through that as a DJ sometimes, especially with, like, I got a daughter and, like, all female rap is sex based. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's like, am I perpetuating this image of that women have to be sexual creatures and and you know what I'm saying, be their value be based on how good they are um in terms of their appearance and what they could do in the bedroom and da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Am I doing a disjust <clears throat> a, a disservice or is it just entertainment? You know, it's the same thing. It's like yeah. we're actually losing people not DMX and not Michael K. Williams, but, you know, we're losing people every day. And it's like, when it happens to someone like that, it point it brings it out. You know what I mean? It's like, damn, we got to do better mm-hmm. in terms of this uh, substance abuse stuff. Now you mentioned all-female rap. I, I guess it's not all-female rap, but maybe not all female rap. a better, I a better job at, a yeah. better job at uh, promoting or, or bringing to the forefront, like, other 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 content from, from uh, women artists. The popular female rap, I'll say, the stuff that... 
breaks right, through right. to play on radio. And and we're we're luckily in an era now where we all stream music. Radio doesn't have the control and the programming that it had um, at one point where all you heard was what was on the radio. You can listen mm-hmm. to a whole slew of music that's not on the radio. Um but the stuff that is breaking through, right, is, you know, and, and I, I like Cardi B as an artist. Cardi B's talking about sex. City girls are talking about sex. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know some people that go as far as to call it prostitution rap because mm-hmm. <laughs> of the stuff they took, getting paid for how good they're they're having sex. Or yeah, I feel like, like you, wow. live in a, you live in a more conservative area than I do. I feel <laughs> like, yeah, that prostitution rap, you got to <laughs> ban that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, but, but it comes back to it. Like at what point does, you know, like we, art imitates life or is life imitating art? And it's like, we're losing people that we care about. You know what I mean? Like that stuff has long-term effects. Like we're saying, we're pointing out those two, right? Cause it's, drugs were involved or something like that when they were found. But it's like, how many of these rappers that we lost this year passed away in their fifties because of excessive drug use in their twenties and thirties and forties? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh. It's scary. I guess uh, the, the the whole art thing is a, just a, a whole different, a whole different uh, conversation, right? Because like a lot of people do it, and I, I you know it makes me wonder if a, a bunch of people did these other drugs. And when I say other, I mean aside from weed, and aside from alcohol, or maybe uh, aside from just regular alcohol use versus like getting into like a, a more of a pathological use of alcohol like alcoholism and stuff like that like it's all it's probably always been this way but now they're singing about it but i guess they're romanticizing it so then it brings more or lore to it because you're like oh, i wonder what this codeine's about i wonder what this curiosity this, this syrup is about yeah, yeah so yeah so i guess it's a tough cycle because now they're being honest with it but yeah man no, drugs are something that just exists. We, you know, we had a whole war on drugs. We lived through the war. That's another war we watched us lose, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we, it, it's it's crazy, and that really wasn't a war on drugs. It was a war on minorities, a war on black people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which you know, maybe they maybe mission was completed for them, but it wasn't a war on drugs because is something that is a, it exists in culture. You know what I mean? And like I said, I I, I love that song that that Waukesha. I don't. I, it doesn't make me want to go out and drink codeine, but Maybe if I was younger, it would. You know what I mean? Maybe if I was more impressionable, it would. And so it's like you gotta, you gotta find that what what you expose yourself to and what you allow. You know what I'm saying? You allow to to, to be around you. Um, but yep. back to the Michael K. Uh, Williams thing. Fifty Cent caught some flack for a post that he made. I don't know if you have seen that where he was like uh, basically kind of promoting his own show. <laughs> um, in addition to kind of. Uh, I guess giving props to Michael K. Williams at the same time. Uh, yeah, I mean, talk about talk about we we uh, created a uh, created a monster through, um, I guess, supporting certain art, or supporting certain characters. Because Fifty Cent say some wild shit about people in some wild times. Like he pretty much said, pretty much a shot at Jimmy. Whoever, like whatever the dude's name that he, he has a problem with, that got a, uh, convicted of murder. Oh, uh, henchman. Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy henchman, I believe. I guess they got some kind of problem, and then he didn't like Michael K. Williams because Michael K. Williams said some. I guess he was saying nice things about Jimmy. Oh, okay. And fifty, <clears throat> fifty didn't like that, 
But so he, now, I guess he, now, I didn't follow it at the time. I just had to read background on why he made the comment. And he was pretty. No, much, yeah, yeah. I said they, they said there was a former beef. I didn't know what the. Okay, so that's what the beef was. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it was a real beef, man. Michael K. Williams ain't beef with nobody. You don't. I don't know. That, yeah, that's 50, in his mind, they got a beef. Yeah, and uh, he's basically like, look, uh, look, they, they got you. Look, Jimmy, they got your man to. Your man went out to, to pretty much like a, a overdose, pretty much, you know, making fun of of, of what happened. Yeah, uh, for the for those who didn't see the post, he said, "Damn, if you didn't see Raising Canaan, check it out. That fentanyl is no joke. Killing the clientele. Uh, R.I.P. Michael K. Williams, um, which he also misspelled his name, and then put a bunch of hashtags for his own alcohol brand." Um. Yeah. Very low class. You know. what I mean. And fifty. The thing with fifty is he does things like this, and then people just kind of brush it off, and you know he's back to who he was because it goes within his brand, right? Um. That. But that. Yeah. That's. That's. I, there's no excuse in that. And I'm a fan of Fifty Cent. I've. Re- I've read. Right. Or, or listened to the audio books of multiple Fifty Cent books. Probably all of the books I think he released. I think I've. I've read or listened to the audio book of. Um. I listen to a lot of his music, uh, especially when you know when his prime. I, I like. I, I haven't gotten to the new TV shows, but I like Power as a TV show. Um, and I know he's doing a lot of things, but it's like, come on, you gotta you gotta have a line at somewhere, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it is what it is, man. Um, and we got it, but but rest in peace to Michael. Let's not take away from you know what I mean giving our respect though to Michael K. Williams. Um, rest in peace, man. And real quick, Keith, did did you yo, did you see Candyman as a kid? The movie? I did see Candyman as a kid. Yeah. You see you see the new one? I did not see the new one. I, I'd like to see it though. I, the dude I um I think his name is like Yaya. I I forget his his last name, but the actor who's playing Candyman. Mm-hmm. Or uh, he doesn't play Candyman. I don't know if he plays Candyman or not, but he definitely has a lead role in the movie. Yeah. Um the I, original I like Candyman, work, I believe, is in it. I believe the original Candyman is still playing Candyman. Oh really? Oh, that's dope. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I admire his work. So I like to, I like to get out and see it. Yeah, well, they have exceeded movie sales. Um, definitely was the number one movie when it was released, and and done numbers were wide. I think since then, you know, like that uh, new Marvel movie, uh, Shang Chi, has come out and and knocked it out of the park. But uh, no, Candyman definitely exceeded expectations, and it's a uh, a black movie director that uh, Jordan you know Peele. I mean? No. <laughs> he didn't do, oh, so maybe he's executive producer. He has something to do with it. Yeah. Let me see. Hold on. Let me let me make sure. I, I don't, I'm not misquoting. Uh, Candyman. Maybe he's a, maybe he's an executive producer. Nia DaCosta. She uh she she directed it. And Jordan Peele, like you said, um he wrote it. Oh, he wrote it. I knew he had something to do with it. Yeah. Uh, but um, that's yeah, crazy, man. That he's just the go-to. That's that's a dope. Uh, mantle to have like you are the go-to guy for blank. Right now he's yeah. the go-to guy for horror movies like black horror. You say like black horror movies. You know what I mean? <laughs> black horror, but I mean at the end of the day, these horror these movies is like they 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 have they have a a black um black cultures at the core of it, but like mm-hmm. as a horror movie, when you put it together, like if you were to to break it down by all the I guess the checklist of what makes a good horror movie. He's hitting those regardless of what what the race of the the cast or the characters is. You seen us? You seen us, right? I saw us. I saw um Get Out. Oh, yeah, Get I Out, I seen. See this. 
I haven't seen. Uh, I gotta see more of his work. I gotta. I can't give him the 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 horror the horror crown quite yet. Not you know what I'm saying. Not that anybody else has it either. But you know he's doing good. Definitely in the marketing. Uh, like if I see his name attached to something, I'll be like, oh, I got. I want to see that. But um, I gotta check out us, and I gotta check out Candyman. I think he hosted a new Twilight Zone too. He it's did, on yeah. Like the CBS app or something like that. So I was yeah like, for fucking with it, but like. Mm-hmm. Nothing against CBS, but it's just like, you know, man, I, I can't do another one. I, I literally last night just canceled D- Disney Plus. <laughs> He's like, I'm not using this shit. Yeah. I switched back to, um, I, I canceled Sling and I switched, actually, I got I to gotta cancel Sling, but I switched back to YouTube um, TV because um, I needed my local channels back for football. And Sling, yeah. I'm like, Sling, how y'all don't got local channels? What the fuck? So, <laughs> oh, they also, it was like $15 a month or something? Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to do it. You know, I had to make it through. The, it was a transitional summer. <laughs> so yeah. I had to, but I'm back for football. You know what I'm saying? The YouTube TV. Um, glad football's back. Um, that's another episode in the books, man. Keith, where can they find you at on social media, my man? Instagram, me and my underscore 35. Um, we can find me on social media on Instagram um, at Plickapeezy, P L I C C A P E E Z Y. Also, follow Perfect Talk Podcast on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. We got a website too, man, www.perfecttalkpodcast.com for every episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. Um, what else? My radio show. The Night Shift and the other radio show I do with my brother DJ show called Money Talks Radio. So go check that out. Um, every episode of Perfect Talk Podcast available on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever your local podcasts are found. Uh, leave a review, leave a rating because the algorithm loves that and we love that too. Um, Keith, I just said, you know, football's back. So you know what I'm watching. What are you watching nowadays, brother? Same, man. I got my, my fantasy my, you know, just had my fantasy draft la- on uh, the day, uh, day before Labor Day. Okay. Uh, last night I, I watched, excuse me, Thursday night I watched uh, my man Dacky and Tom Brady go at it. I got Dak Prescott on my team. Uh, just finished up going through the the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe in, <laughs> did, yeah. in timeline in timeline order. So cancel that. So yeah, I mean that that's that's the the TV rundown for me, man. It's all about football this weekend, especially the opening weekend. Oh uh, yeah, let's get it off to the right start. Um, Keith, I know you got some things to do, man. So we up out of here. Say goodbye to the people, man. Peace. Peace. <laughs>